whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Women in Gridiron show. This week, we have a special guest, Gabby Knops, who is the Director of Global Development for the WNFC and is also an all-round baller, playing for the Great Britain national team and also multiple seasons in the Swedish League with the Carlsen Crusaders. Welcome to the show, Gabby. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, let's kick this off with our warm-up question of the week. And our listeners have kind of seen us on socials uh, putting in work for the upcoming seasons and World Cup, and they kind of want to know what football prep we've been up to. Chrissy, what have you been up to of recently? Obviously, you've been playing rugby, doing other <laughs> things. You know, how's that all going? Yeah, so um, I've, as you know, um, giving Rugby Union uh, a crack. Um, which has been great conditioning, um, different type of conditioning. I've also um, been doing a lot of touch football as well to get that footwork going. So uh, since we haven't had a, a gridiron or a, a American football season up here, um, so that's helped me keep fit fast and hit fit. So it's been good for me, but obviously um, now moving into more of those running back drills, which are knocking a little bit of rust trying to do. I mean, it's been it's been a while for us, uh, you know. So we've been off the well. You guys have been off for what eighteen months? Eighteen months, around about that. So that's Correct. that's a yeah. that's a long time, Danny. I know Longest you. Time. You, Danny, you've been down in. Uh, you, you're currently in a car. Uh, so anyone that can see our vid will see you uh, sitting in a car with a. Uh, um, phone strapped taped to the dashboard and I appreciate the effort that you're going into here but what have you been doing this weekend where have you been what have you been what's been happening um look just a bit of prep for the world cup coming up so obviously been training pretty hard in the gym five days a week uh, trying to get my conditioning right um and yeah this weekend um traveled down to Melbourne to do a bit of um stuff on the side um, World Cup wise, um, kind of install and things like that. So travel down here for the two days to get a bit of that work done. Um, yeah, now traveling back to Canberra in the car, really. But um, yeah, just my my prep, I guess, is lots of conditioning at the moment through the gym, lots of skills work, lots of throwing balls over and over again um, with the receivers. Um, and now, now that we've got hopefully playbooks and stuff, um, it'll be install, 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 making sure that we're all over that playbook. Um, ready getting ready for Finland yeah you know and and it's it's been difficult to have so many uh players spread out across the country we've been working a lot remotely so any chance that we're kind of getting at the moment to get all together at least a small group of us has been really beneficial now Gabby you're sitting there with this bright red cast uh on your elbow um Mm. but from what I know of you I mean you don't seem to stop not only are you a football beast but you're also like a strong woman like a literal strong woman (laughs) what have you been doing in terms of like football prep obviously with the elbow how did that happen um and how it's looking at the moment so I did it uh last week three days before our first game um so I've pretty got it in that way but um We've been practicing really hard with Karlstad because our season is coming up, but they had just moved it to nine aside, so it's slightly different prep. But there I'm 
play in multiple positions. We play both ways there. Um, so we practice with them a lot, lots of camps. And then same just in the gym all the time, basically. But um, this forced rest is strange. But um, fingers crossed it won't be too long and I'll be back because it's not doing me any good just sitting with a big red cast on. I mean, you stand out in the crowd, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, guys, you can, you can probably hear my voice. Um, I was sick last week, so I took it a little bit easy. But this past weekend has been all football. We've been state training, outback prep, and the weather has finally come good in Sydney. So I've made as much use of it as I could uh, since my world is about to be turned upside down with our baby due in a matter of days. So that's kind of what I've been doing. And, uh, yeah, everyone around the country at the moment, everyone around the world right now is prepping for this World Cup. So uh, whatever you guys see on social out there, uh, give it a like because, you know, the girls are putting in the effort out out there but uh yeah let's roll into our first segment tonight which is all ball with gabby knobs every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities but who stands out above the rest football. Let's go. it's what we dream to do it's not just a man's game anymore yeah, go. doesn't matter how you separate us we're still one big team and that's for women's football it is in our dna spiraling through double helixes it courses through our veins through this blood we are connected football is our family all right that's it we are chatting with gabby knops the director of global development for the wnfc gabby this is a pretty recent appointment for you when did this role kind of come about and how did you land the gig yeah so um i spoke to oj the head of the WNFC, um, a few months ago, six months ago, and I've experienced playing as an import in the WNFC when I played in Seattle. And I'd also played in other leagues. I played in Finland. I'm living in Sweden for them still. So she asked and she said, like, how can we get more people involved in these places? And then it kind of just came about, like, super... Um, focused on increasing playing all around Europe, all around the world. Cause, and it's 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 proved shown them the play have the sponsorships, they have the stuff, but there's things they're also missing that we have here, and there's things that women's football just needs to learn from one another. So that was how it kind of came about, um, get- of bringing more more people together. And I guess, so So, what does your role entail, really? Like, what's the goal of the WNFC Global Initiatives? Yeah, so the main goal is just to, to link teams. So here, I'd say, and Texas or any WNFC team would eventually link. Uh, sharing resources, which is, it's a pathway for players too. So if we have young girls here can see that we're linked with Texas. They want to be involved. They want to come here and they want to play, which quite often it's hard to see in American football. Whereas a lot of the like young soccer players go and play in America to study and do all that. And people, and I know in England, there's, we don't play for English teams because we play over here. It's kind of, the goal to make them play their season there 
build up or everything there. And if you're good enough, then you, there's a way to go direct to that team. But yeah, it was going to be sharing my um, playbook help because we're missing a lot of coaches in from America and they are, obviously have a lot in America. They, they can build on it. They have women's coaches to spare. Um, whereas here, and I know in Europe especially, there's a lack of that experienced coach. So it's like we could send over him from the WNFC to, to Europe for a season, learn some things, bring some things over. Same with players. It's just, it's just having that connection to help support these teams out here through the WNFC and then players can go play in the WNFC too. So it's super exciting to find these teams and see who's growing, see who we can link. And it's not always the top team that we want to link with the WNFC. We want these up, these teams that have been growing for years and they've got loads of players. And we want to try and help help them in the best way we can, really. I guess one of my first questions is, and you raise a really interesting point about, you know, the abundance of coaches, women's coaches, especially that they've got over in the US, but, you know, especially over here, and I'm fairly certain it's pretty similar over where you guys are, is, you know, things like equipment, all that kind of stuff are those barriers that we're really facing to try and get these women teams off the ground because one, it's expensive Two, I mean, you're looking at shipping and, and all that sort of stuff. And we're looking at hundreds of dollars for gear. Like, have you guys put any thought into how some sort of sponsorship or some sort of financial arrangement can be done with enabling players in other countries to have access to gear? Yeah, I mean, obviously they have their links with Adidas, with Bridal. Um, they have a huge one. Um, it's been, it's obviously, it's been discussed, it's on the board, but we're still in the starting phase of this. Um, and obviously equipment is a big thing. I think it's probably harder for you guys being so far away from everyone. Um, we're quite lucky here. We still have a few bits in Europe and there's a few stalls and it's not too bad and we tend to link with schools so it's kind of better here but we've definitely spoken about that way and trying to get people in we don't want it to be like here's money go go do what you want it's not going to be that kind of thing um at all it's more about the support the working together the publicity because if you know you can go to america you can do that and eventually we hope we hope we can get big sponsorships on board with this but that's not not the goal of it basically it's much more it's deeper than it's more holistic money at teams yeah yeah for sure yeah and I think that's a great approach um I obviously um the girls know but Gabby I played over in Chicago with WFA way back in 2017 wow that's way back now Stacey (laughs) um but one of the things, obviously, I made some great teammates over in Chicago Force, um, and they all love and want Americans very keen to come over to Australia. Um, and that was one thing that I'd hoped that we could um, get up and running, even um, have the likes of, you know, Sammy Grisafi come over and do some QB stuff or coach or things like that. Some of them were very keen to come play, but at that time, um, we were playing nine aside and, um, you know, that's that obviously um, they're 11 aside players and that would probably be a bit different from long way to come being um, so far away. Um, but that was always a bit of a pipe 
you know, a bit of pie in the sky dream. So it's really great, Gabby, to hear the progress and that now that you're set, you have roles like yourself that are actually looking to connect that because that was a bit of a, yes, it'd be great if we could make it happen, but how would that work or the logistics, you know, how do they come in? How do we make sure that we, that one state or just because I happen to know some of the Chicago girls um, doesn't mean that the Ravens or Queensland get that the benefit of that um, um, in Australia how do we spread that around so I'm really loving hearing this because I think um, we definitely need those kind of injections to keep the love of this game here alive um, we have a great position um, in Australia where we have a number of codes of football as well um, that we compete with which is great for women in sport um, but makes it a bit tough for us at times so really good to hear that um, that your role exists and that this is happening. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's that was kind of my thinking behind it when they spoke to me because obviously you go over and it's like, let's go play here. That would be great. And then it's like oh, like, so many things involved in it, and it is way more complicated than just yeah, cool. I'll go play. Um. And I know that, and you know that, Danny knows, everyone who's done it knows that it's a lot harder than it seems. Um, and this is just, yeah, like about bringing those big players over to us and over to you guys and over to Mexico so that you can help coach and help bring more people in. You guys, like, yeah, like you said, you have a lot more women's sports to compete. But it's um, it's like you're trying to show these young girls that, hey, look, here is Sammy Gosafi, here is OJ. So here's Dilla, like, look how, look what you can do and what you can be. And then having also the pipeline for them to go back to play over there. And we want to get it so it's like we have fans and you guys have fans of WNFC teams then. So you'll, Queensland, wherever, Ravens can be linked to that team and then have people supporting that team where you are because you can watch all their games, you know. Um, and then they will also have fans there of you guys. So we eventually want to be watching each other's games, be working together as these like basically, which is really cool. It's nothing's been done like it before. It's more than just sending a few imports and sending a few bits of money. We want it to be a real community thing. I'm really excited about this, Gabby, because I really think that all young women coming up and playing this like playing this game if they are linked let's say if they're, they're in a team in in the UK and they're linked to a team in the US then it gives them really like a really good strive and um you know that grunt to really want to go over there and hopefully play for one of these teams you know who, who doesn't want to go play over in the states like yes you can get great coaching and stuff in some places where, where you're already playing but if you're linked to another team and you have the opportunity potentially to be good enough to go over and play in, you know, your linked team in the US or wherever it may be, that's an amazing opportunity. And I think lots of women um, and younger girls that are coming through through the ranks are really going to want to work hard to make that like a mad possibility. So I'm so excited that um, you guys are working this out and doing it this way. It's really, really good. I think it's fascinating too, because, you know, the way that uh, because the WNFC is so female focused, the way that you guys have gone about it is so much more different to the way that the men's game have all gone about it as well. Um, you know, if you're looking at the men's, you know, there's constant competition for these 
these import players, you know, they're constantly coming in and there's constantly the infighting between clubs being like, well, this team's full of imports. Of course, they won the grand final or the championship. Like, so this, this holistic view of, of what the WNFC is doing, I think, in creating this community is going to be so important for the continuation of how things are going to go in the future. I actually want to talk a little bit more about you. Uh, let's talk your playing career, how you started playing football, what positions you play, uh, and just some career highlights so far. Yeah, so I started when I was 18 at Leeds University. I thought, oh, cool. I didn't play rugby. I didn't play any contact sports. Um, and I saw the helmets and I was like, oh, that looks cool. Let me give it a go. And then we played flag, loved flag. We went to contact and first contact session, I got trucked so bad. I was so winded and I was like, no, never again. All right, I hate this. I, it's not for me. And then we played the first tournament and the first game I scored first handoff. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm hooked. And since then I played pretty much nonstop um, since then. I played, yeah, for Leeds, and then I went, played in the World Cup. I think that was only my second or third year when we had the World Cup in Canada. Then I went Finland for a season, then back, then Seattle with Danny. Then, now I'm lost. I don't know where I went. Then I came to Karlstad and I've been, this is my third season with Karlstad. Um, in Sweden, so that's that's where I'm at. But my highlight is winning the first Swedish gold here, or playing in the Canada World Cup. Both of them are my top two. The national team is great. I don't. I loved. I didn't play much. I was still a rookie, and I can't wait to play. Now I've played for seven more years and my whole body has changed everything is different um but I still had a great time there and then here in Sweden the Karlstad team is amazing they're one of my favorite that I've played with we have some absolute stars on this team um so it's really cool playing here and being able to carry on living here and playing here it's kind of weird but it's but it's great Gabby, I'm shocked that you had just said that your first kind of contact practice that you got trucked. Now, mm. if anyone has ever seen some film of Gabby, Gabby, when she plays running back in the backfield, is a monster. Like, I would have never thought that you would have gotten trucked. Like, you do the trucking. Like, whenever I used to, like, be able to hand you off the ball or see someone hand you off the ball, you you ran over people. So that, to me, I just can't imagine you getting trucked by anyone. So, uh, yeah, very yeah, shocking. No, yeah. It, I mean, the person that trucked me was a GBO line. Thinking about it now, I'm not sure how we were against each other. I was going to say, how, how did that I think, even happen? I think we must have been doing Oklahoma's. And she and it just happened. And yeah, oh, I'm still traumatised. It was terrible. Oh. I've been in games where my own line has taken me out. So it happens. 
Now, you mentioned before, uh, Gabby, that, that um, you know, you're playing over in Sweden and you're saying that Finland. Now, are you guys, were you just, are you just moving to nine aside now and you've been playing seven aside this whole time? The opposite. We were playing 11 the whole time. Um, and then this season, we had to drop to nine. Um, super disappointing because there is enough teams that have enough players to play 11. But Karlstad and I team have, have won the past five SM goals. Um, so they're the top team in 11. And I think people wanted to not risk injury with the World Cup coming up and risk different things. So they've dropped it down to nine aside. Um, That's fascinating. Super disappointing. Yeah, super weird. Super disappointing because we also have, we got the Austra- Austrian quarterback, the national team quarterback from the Euros in here as well, who she's used to playing nine aside. So it's kind of weird for me to go down to play in nine aside, but also they still play seven aside in England. So I'm stuck in the middle, but I'd much rather be playing 11. Yeah, I find, I find that so interesting that, you know, at, as a league and as a country, you'd want to drop down to preserve injury before a World Cup when we're all here in Australia being like, give us 11. All we want is to play 11 to prepare ourselves for this World Cup. It's, it's just a really interesting mentality. Yeah, I mean, we were all very shocked because we, we have a big team here. and Well, not big, not even big. We have, a, we have more than enough players to play 11. But I think some of the players in the league, some of the teams in the league did not. And then then we were down to maybe three teams who wanted to play 11. And we were like, do we stay and play three-team league? Like we had to last year because someone dropped out. Or do we drop down to nine and have a 10-team league? So we decided on that, which is fine. It is what it is. We still, we still got special teams. We're just missing the two alignment. Um, but yeah, I, we would all much rather be playing, and at least the pitch is still the same size, all of that. But yeah, I hope they go back up next year, or I think um, it's going to be a big change for Sweden. I think they'll start losing players because they won't get the import players, they won't get people wanting to play if they're playing nine aside. Yeah. Completely. And, you know, from what I've seen of the Swedish league, like that league is no joke. Uh, like I was saying offline, you know, we had a player from the Stockholm Mean Machines come over um, and play a season with us. Shout out to Vic over there. She was a beast. Uh, she hit hard. She had no fear. She was keen to learn. And, you know, we miss her so much and we hope that she comes back to Sydney soon. And there's so much talent in Europe that like as Australians, we just haven't had the the chance to come across uh you know we've seen the girls in the u.s you know we've had girls go over and play in the u.s but europe is completely new for us um so that's definitely something exciting uh to potentially have a chance to go over and and play in in a country like that as well yeah 100 percent. and same with us like we we see the australian girls but we have no idea kind of what it's like like we don't we don't really know um, but I know, obviously, Australia is a prime place that if someone's like, want to play in Australia? No, no one's going to say no. You have, you have the weather, you have, uh, everybody wants to go play there. 
so are you telling me that you want to come play, Gabby? Because yeah, yeah, we, I'm, a, I'm available for. Try and make that happen at some point. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, available for Australian sign-ups. Awesome, not exclusive Gabby. to Danny. <laughs> So uh, just so you know, Gabby, I'm not sure how well you know Australia, but Queensland is actually known as the Sunshine State. So oh, if you're get off it, that man. Way. Get off it. <laughs> she was my teammate first. You can't steal her. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're already fighting over you. But, um, Gabby, I'm just interested to understand because um, often when we, we uh, obviously it is disappointing going down to nine aside um, and it is tr- tough to transition. I loved playing 11 aside over in Chicago and um, with my Australian teammates over um, in Canada for the World Cup. Um, what are some of the challenges you guys are having with keeping the numbers up? Um, it's it, We often find it's the same, but I just want to check that that um, you guys have the same challenges we do. Yeah. Um, us at Crusaders, we're, we're pretty good. We don't they, – they have a big, big, big club. So they have youth teams from U9 all the way up. This club's like 30 years old. Um, so Crusaders have no problems. I think the main problem with other girls is girls are retiring. I know the the big players who were there are then retiring and there's no one who's ready to come back in. And I think that's because we start football so late. I mean, there aren't girls teams currently here, apart from our, the few girls that play with the boys, until they're 16, 17, 18. And even then when they come up, they're not ready. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that we've got to get the recruitment going younger because you can't expect a 14-year-old, 15-year-old, 16-year-old to come in and hit the same as we have after hit playing for 25 years. So you can have a team full of rookies, but who are they going to play against? And that's why the standard is dropping. It's not coming. These people, girls that have played for ages got good, were the head of the teams, but they were head of the teams for 10 years. So they've been good for 10 years, but there's nobody coming through to replace and I think that's a big problem is the recruitment. We don't tend to lose lose girls or players mid, mid-season or anything like that. Like once you're stuck, you're stuck. You guys know. Once you've got into football, that's it. You're probably not going to leave. Yeah, that that is a that is a similar issue we have, and I um I think I brought it up maybe last podcast or the podcast before um that transitioning from a, a youth player, a sixteen year old player, um and it's and we experienced that in the men's as well, going from Colts to and the drop off going into uh, men's division or seniors division, um but yeah, absolutely um very similar. Um, it's comfort- it's comforting to know that yeah. like the same issues are worldwide. Like it, yeah. it's actually so comforting to know that it's not just Australia, um, that it's happening everywhere. And, and, you know, we all know that the way to fix this is to get recruitment started earlier, but you know, it's just those, it's just the challenges because it's such a, it's not a mainstream sport in Australia. We're getting women and girls being, uh, you know, paid to play all these other sports. And, you know, it's just that we happen to be a niche sport. So, you know, globally, you know, a campaign or, or something to kind of reignite or, or at least obviously with what the WNFC is doing with the pathway is a completely going to game change the way that we recruit, um, especially from a younger age group. But you're completely right. And it is just so comforting to know that it's not just us. And what's with this retiring thing? Yeah. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. We still have a 40-year-old. Um, <laughs> you've probably seen her. She plays for Sweden. Playing, but on the playing like receiver as a beast 
in the top league and she still plays national team, all of that. So, Gab, she sounds so amazing. Aware, yeah, just so you're aware, Christy is actually 40. Yeah. And she's like star running back. Sorry, 41, yeah. 41. And she is like best running back in Australia. Like, yeah. she's amazing. Yeah. So, that's insane. Yeah. It, we do have one you right can be here. Added to our list, yeah. I mean, I no, think, to our list I, I think 40. from. Uh, from uh, from a like an age standpoint, like we've got a couple of players over in WA. Who was it? The grandmother. You know, she's in in her late forties, early fifties. We've had like a mother and a daughter. Mother was fifty two. The daughter was twenty something playing, and and you know the fifty two year old was playing on the line. Like you just got to shout out to these women. But you know, you're exactly right. There is no backfill to when these older players not looking at anyone in particular here Christy Moran uh eventually move out of the sport I'm just saying you need to find a Padawan right now and start training them like seriously uh, but anyway didn't I just recruit Gabby I thought I did anyway um Gabby, I'm, old. I, I'm almost old almost almost Gabby talk to us about um the World Cup and your goals and Team GB for this season like not yeah. anything inside like nothing that you're going to get in trouble sharing but like <laughs> We're just keen to know where GB is sitting yeah. at right now and, and how you're going to be going. Yeah, um, I'm really lucky. I mean, GB's had a total turnover. They've got a brand new head coach, um, Coach Chris Stone. Um, and from what I can see over here, it's completely... Obviously, I'm in Sweden, but I've been back for a camp. Um, it's totally different. They've really shook it up at GB, which is really nice to see. Because we, yeah, it's nice to see a shake-up. Um, we've, yeah, we've got lots of new coaches, new OC, new DC, new head coach. I mean, I'm not sure there's any of the same coaches, maybe one or two, uh, which is really cool. I think the team-wise, they've been practising nearly every month for maybe six, seven months, which is insane. But these are like meet-up weekend practices. And I know, I think they are currently the only country doing that. Because I know Sweden is and I know Finland isn't. I'm too close to them for them to lie. But, um, yeah, it's really insane the amount of work that GB is putting in. And there's calls every week. It's, it's really going for them. Um, we hope we just got the schedule like you guys saw. So um, it's not too bad for us. Um, we've played both the teams before. If we manage to get through, we played Mexico, we played Canada, but our Mexico is our like first and that's our grudge match because that was for the bronze in 2017, which is nice. But there's um, only, there's not that many players who have carried on, like I said, retired, stopped, whatever. I mean, maybe I mean, 10. I, I know like a, like a good majority of your line is no longer playing, uh, you know, just because I, I keep up with them, you know, I had a good relationship mm-hmm. over with them in Canada. So, you know, it's, it's fascinating to see you guys are having the same kind of churn and it's, it's actually exciting that you guys are getting like the team GB is getting to meet up. Like what is that in-person training <laughs> with the entire squad? Like, how does that even work? I don't know what that feels like. Yeah. It's crazy that they are doing the most. They really are, which is super exciting. And I know all these girls who are there, I think the majority of them played in the European championships. So as much as they're only playing seven aside, these girls who are government have all played in the European Championships. They've played Finland, they've played Sweden. Um, they've had that practice as a team as well. 
which is really good for them because that was when me and the year me and Danny just finished Seattle. So I got back and it was like two weeks before and I was like, no, no, you guys can wait. Um, but they've had that practice and they've kept, that was with the old head coach now. But now we've got the new one. He's got the team rolling. I think it's really cool. It's the best GB program coaching-wise and playing-wise I've seen since I started. So I'm really excited, really excited. All right. And with that, let's move into our final segment of the night, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're going to All right, guys. Tonight, it is a contentious one. We are talking gold medal of the IFAF World Cup. Now, I'm not going to place my bets until I hear where y'all are putting them. But, Gabby, I want to start with you. Who's coming away with the gold this year? Can anyone beat Team USA? Um, GB is. I she hope. said it. She put it out there. Nope. Yeah, I'm going for it. Oh. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, with the rap that you just gave them, I mean, that's that's a completely fair point. Well, I do think it's hard to go past a Team USA, Team Canada final again. Just, uh, their experience that they bring in um, and the talent they have. Um, I the, the team that I really noticed when we played Australia um, that kind of surprised me was Team Mexico. Um, sorry to mention that, Gabby, but they uh, were really impressive. They were hard-hitting. I, uh, I was, uh, I mean, admittedly, that was, I think, our second or third game, um, but came away pretty us yeah sore uh, after that game um they hit hard they go hard um so i'd be interested to see how they go but now the other team i'm really interested in is gb because i'd love to see if they're they've got that work ethic so early and they're putting in that effort i would love to see that pay off um but i do think it will probably be the safe bet is a canada us final yeah it's fair Definitely. And, you know, Mexico was one of those teams that kind of came out of the woodwork last World Cup and we, were, we didn't know what they were going to be, but they were super fast. They hit super hard. They just gang tackling like it was just insane, super fast paced game. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, Australia did not come away with the win, but that's OK. Uh, Danny, who have you got? Gold medal, IFAF. Look, I think great to go past um, the US team. All teams have some pretty good plays and some stacked lineups, but the US team have a pretty stacked lineup this year. Um, I can see list kind of thing, and um, some of those people are really performing at the moment um, in the leagues. That, they're... but I also, I also think Team Mexico could potentially get into that final and really, really, really also contend with uh, USA. I think. Watching their games over, um, and having been there for a day, um, watching the games in 2017, I went over to have a watch one of the days. They were like far, yeah, fast, um, just all, but just feisty and gave it grunt and they hit hard and were like swarming all over. I think they're a real big one to watch, but I will have to say, yeah, the yep. Well, the coaching for US, um, that's a pretty impressive coaching lineup. Yeah, new coaching staff, new new program, new look program. I mean, it, who knows? Um, but look, 
Do I hope a miracle happens and the Outback is in the gold medal match? Yes, of course I do. But if I'm hedging bets, which I often do, um, I'm putting money on Team Canada to come out with this one this time around. And funnily enough, I actually wrote this prior to our chat, um, which was, uh, and I quote, with GB coming pretty close. Honestly, I think the US could be a beatable unit. It'll take a lot, like a lot, a lot. But you can never discount any other country when it comes to the world stage. Like we said, Mexico played hard last time. I expect to have them improved a lot. Finland obviously has that home field advantage and it's great to see other countries represented. But I'm going to go the underdog and I'm hedging it on Team Canada. But that's it for us tonight, guys. Gabby, this has been such a pleasure and I actually hope that we can have more of these chats uh, over the course of your role with the WNFC. And I really hope that, uh, you know, Australia can somehow work out how we fit in with the system and, and really benefit, you know, football globally. Cause you know, we all love the game and we just want, want to do what we can to help promote. Yeah. 100%. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I know Australia will definitely be involved and we'll get some, connections going um sign me up soon <laughs> as soon as you want you're gonna have to split split time between all three of our teams so that's gonna be that's, that's gonna be fun for you a busy um, season <laughs> indeed indeed but that's all we've got time for tonight as always give this episode a download if you like what you hear follow us on socials we're on all platforms Give us a comment if you're liking one of the calls that we've made tonight for the World Cup or if there's anything else football-related that you guys want us to explore. We love hearing from our listeners and you guys have been so supportive of our show so far. If you really, really, really like us, hit us up with a five on the Spotify reviews. And until next week, we will see you next Tuesday. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.